0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Are you playing your best basketball of the season and, and how much better can you guys even
2: Yeah, do? I don't I don't want us to like get lost in the wrong things. And so like every game. There's things you do well, things you don't do as well as you would like. Understand that we got to make our corrections and then we have to get ready for Miami. And that's where and I think that's what this team has done well all year. They don't look too far ahead, they're not looking back, okay? Why did we either win or lose? Make our corrections, study Miami, get ready for Miami. We know how good they are. We, we this game tonight will have nothing to do with our Miami game. But when you talk about like building a season with the end of the season in mind, um, you know it's March now. It is close to the end. Is, are, are you on that track? Is it building the way you want it to build? Yeah. Well, you want to improve every day, and you, and you talk about that at the beginning of the season. This is why we work the way we do. It. This is why we, you know, we study. This is why we study film. This is why we come in, put extra work in. This is why we practice, uh, and then you want to keep improving. There's always things you could do better, and. So I, I, I still think we have a long way to go. I, I like where we are in the season in terms of we know the intensity is getting different now. So we have to respond accordingly. And uh, this should bring the best out in us.
3: Dom Cappuccini with another one. Thank you, John. You, Dom, you're too generous. 2013 Knicks finished third in offensive efficiency, led by scoring champ Carmelo Anthony. How does this team stack up with the best Knicks offense in recent memory? Um, Wow, what a question. So it's funny you
1: mention that. I've got an advanced stats update. Um, The New York Knicks has uh, this season um, in the 64 games that they've played um, after 64 games are currently fifth in offensive rating with 116.2 points per 100 possessions. Uh, They are up to 13th in defensive rating. Down to 13th. Down to 13th, actually, because they gave up 118 (laughs) points tonight. They're still 7th in net, though, right? 7th in net rating at 3.0. And then let's go back to... They're up to 3? 3.0, officially. Yes. Who's in... in, there's a gap. In Six is Milwaukee, who might win 20 in a row if they can be. Are they at four point what? They're at 3.9. They beat oh, Orlando by 22 tonight. But they've won 16 games in a row. They have Cleveland. Excuse me. They have Philadelphia on Saturday. So they have a couple of days off and they play who knows if Embiid plays. but they play the Sixers? Then they have, I think, I believe Brooklyn's on that schedule, but they have three games. Yeah, it's Washington, Orlando, Brooklyn. Um, so that winning streak could get to 20. And then they have a West Coast trip with Golden State, Sacramento, Indiana, which that's when we may see the winning streak end. Having said that, the Knicks are right behind Milwaukee in net rating All right. between
4: 7th uh, and 6th. I'm going to make a comparison here. The, the, to, the 12-13 offense is better because... They shot the ball
3: so well and so frequently in a league that was not yet used to that. I think they are the, like you want to talk about like links in history, in in sporting history. I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, like a quarterback example, like a decent quarterback that bridged the gap between two like all-time greats for a franchise and nothing is coming to me. Um, But uh, I was going to say Neil O'Donnell bridging uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Terry Bradshaw. It's the best I came up with Mm. on the fly. Uh, Whatever. But like, so you have the Nash Suns and you have the Curry Warriors. So like the Nash Suns, they started it and Mm -hmm. then the Curry Warriors completed it. the The Knicks in between, the 2012-2013 Knicks, were a vital, vital link between those two teams which are credited with revolutionizing the game in different ways. One, because they shot the three so often and and very well. And two, because they took a guy who, in any other era of basketball, would have been a small forward, and they put him at power forward. And it worked pretty well. Yes. So, So that's why they get more of the credit what I will say though, and then I want to, I want, I want Andrew to chime in here. <laughs> if this Knicks team isn't doing something offensively, that like, I, who, who's done it like this, like with what they're doing in the way that they're doing it, with the guys that they're doing it with, and like I, Benji says it best, it, with in terms of Brunson, RJ, Randall, it's the. I'm gonna screw it up because I don't go to Starbucks ever. Venti. What's the venti, small? Venti Grande Tall. Yeah. Is the oh, tall is the smallest. Tall one. That's is the smallest. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. tall, tall, grande, venti versions of the same exact thing. They all want to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is deceiving in and of itself because for as much as yes, those players all do want to go and do the same thing inside the arc. You have Julius Randle in three-point contest and you have Jalen Brunson becoming mm. all of a sudden like one of the premier uh, pull-up three-point shooters in, in the league, at least in terms of percentage, even though his volume still isn't quite there. And RJ's good for knocking down a three. So it's like, you know, uh, they're doing things in a very unique way. Uh, but that 12-13 team was special.
1: Yes, they were. They were a historic team. They set the record for three-pointers made in a season, and then two years later, Steph Curry happened, and that record has since been broken many times because the league is now shooting 43s a game. Having said that, to your point about how this team has really figured something out, XJ likes to talk about how inefficient this offense is, but how effective it is and how they've built... And then Benji will always go over the top with, like, Yes, it's in a, it. May be inefficient, but it plays to their strengths. They limit turnovers. Like you said it on playback Tonight. they limit turnovers. It's offensive rebounding. It's well, getting to the line. It's by hitting on. It's hitting on all three. Like the design is to make those three things be what they do really great, and they're doing all three of those things really great right now. And I'll add one more advanced stats update. Let's go back to December fourth. So. Oh, man they are third in offense since december 4th 118.5 points per 100 possessions only behind portland and sacramento at 118.8 and 119 uh they are eighth in defense at 112.6 and that gives them the number 1 net rating in they the nba the they passed the grizzlies since december 4th 27 and 14 since December fourth, since that that day, we all thought that might be was last. Oh, I know it's oh, Jesus. That's a half season. Win pace.
3: Holy, it's half fucking season.
1: Holy hell! Do I need to- the number
3: one? They're the number one statistical team in the league for half a season. Yeah. Um. Last thing I'll say about about mm. the twelve thirteen team. For as much as we just wax poetic about this team, and they deserve it. Um as I spoke about earlier, I still think that there are going to be ways to put this version of the Knicks in a tough spot offensively come playoff time. Now, that's true of every team. Like, see rock fight between Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics from last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but the 12-13 team... You to to borrow an oft used phrase, you couldn't stop them. You could only hope to contain them.
1: What eventually happened with that 2013 team is they started missing. Like J.R. Smith, le- legit, just turned into a shell J- of himself J- after the Jason, Jason Kidd kid couldn't legit, make couldn't a, make anything. We were opining for Chris Copeland to come in and save the day in that oh, Indiana series. I, Tyson Chandler got played, like, uh, uh, got yeah, outplayed by Roy Hibbert. Like, there were so many things that. Suddenly went wrong. That were going right. That's why I'm curious to see what happens in a playoff series. And man, I, and yet I, I sit here and I was saying this to Benji when you had taken a break during the playback tonight. Like that Celtics game on Monday was a blueprint of what happens when, like, the things that need to go right go wrong. Jalen Brunson had an off night shooting. Julius Randle had an off night shooting. RJ was having one of his RJ nights. Well, They and defended. They, they won by double figures. <sighs> yeah, again. they defended. And you can say like Jalen Brown wasn't playing. Go look up the numbers. They're better without Jalen Brown on the well, floor.
3: I, well, again, I know, I, 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 I'm not a saying salt, I, it's grain of
1: salt, but like, to the point being, the Celtics made the Knicks figure out other ways to score. The, and if you want to say it was shot luck and the Celtics just missed threes, I don't believe it. I think the Knicks defended their asses off. They threw look, every wing at Tatum. That's the formula for how they win
3: playoff games. Did Knicks... Can win these Knicks can win in different ways, which is part of the reason why, as Benji said at the top of the show, you are never going to run away and hide. Like this team will be in games; they're just going to be in every game. And if you're in every game come playoff time, you're going to win some of those games. You know, their last blowout was the Dallas game. Yeah, I, I go back to the I do go back to the, the Hawks game. No. Uh, not the though. games after Mitch got hurt. Okay, you're right. You're right. But like even the Washington game, they were like they were they were in the that Washington game was a game with the, like under five minutes to go. The Toronto game was certainly a game late. Um They were winning the, in the third quarter of that Hawks game, but then that fourth quarter happened and they the, weren't. They've absolutely yeah got eviscerated in the fourth quarter of that Hawks game. but that's I, I, Is that a, that's not a blowout? But it was like just a very poor fourth quarter performance. All right. Mm. Let's keep it going. Cooking with gas here, John. Giddy up. <laughs> cooking with gas. Why am I cooking with gas? Fred Katz, KFS hit piece. What are we doing? Please forgive Fred. His nightly replay of the stream after he gets home from the game just makes him yearn to be here celebrating. We love you, Fred. I love Fred too. We're a Fred Katz podcast live stream. Everything shout out to Fred, he's awesome. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Brunson is a more talented Kyle Lowry from a culture perspective. That's the other guy. That again, when you're talking about comparisons, and it's not apples to apples because Lowry, I mean, talk about a guy who was. I mean, just team after team, just like didn't think he was the answer, including the Raptors, by the way, who started Jose Calderon over him. Uh, he just kind of uh, he kind of figured it out. Maybe the team kind of figured it out. So um, the Knicks are playing like Boston down the stretch of last season. Some special brewing. I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right.
4: I, I, I hope you're right. I
3: I hope you're right. I, I like this team. Chris Saletti. What's going on, Chris? I thought I was going to kill the vibes by bringing a Net fan to the game tonight. <laughs> so that, But that meant there were only 86 Net fans uh, left to fill the bars of Brooklyn to root for their team. Uh, but these Knicks vibes are too strong. Beautiful night at MSG. Let's go. I hope your friend had a miserable fucking night. Thanks, Chris. Cliff G. I can't believe all the people in the chat bitching about RJ tonight. Listen... Dude, don't don't pay attention to that stuff. Do Knicks fans not know how to enjoy a great team win? This is uh, this is a a a very close cousin to what I said at the top of the show about um, we don't know how to just be happy and just like revel in prosperity. We have to like always be like a cousin to that is like we always got we're New Yorkers. We're gonna be bitching and moaning about something, right? So, um look, our, again, RJ is going to be fine. RJ is going to be fine. Like,
4: I, I... We don't need to talk about it. RJ
3: is going to be fine. Like, people who are bitching and moaning, just like, stop. It's a good win. RJ team, bad and good thing. But when RJ struggles, it doesn't have a negative impact on us. Um <laughs> Okay. I'll push back on that a little bit.
4: I think that
3: has gotten masked over the last few weeks for two reasons. One, Josh Hart is here. So whereas Tom Thibodeau, for better or worse, and you could argue it's for worse, was like I'm I'm just going to play RJ Barrett 40 minutes every game because like this is the big wing that I have and I need to play him this many minutes because I need him and if he performs poorly, well I guess I'm just gonna have to live with that because I don't feel like I have a a better option. Uh, now he has another option. So part of why RJ's neg- negative negative uh, or stretches can be minimized is because again, you know, Josh Hart's here now. The other part of
4: it's just the teams has playing outstanding. That said, like
3: you do still get some of those. Moments where RJ is going badly and it does feel overwhelming and against a good team when they need everybody to like, again, we're, we're, we're already taking playoffs, right? You know, like those stretches where it's like, man, RJ's killing him right now. They're like, they can't have that, you know, they can't have that. And he needs to be better. And, and, and he knows that, and they know that, and he will be, I trust he will be, I trust this player. Dom Cappuccini. We've been waiting and waiting. And finally, the Grimes breakout game. Yes. Congrats, kid. Keep it going. Uh, I think he finished six of nine. I think he might have missed his last two. I think he was six or seven at one point tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, never been worried about Grimes. Just never been worried about him. Guy's good. He's going to get better. Exhibition continues. The city is under old management. Ha ha ha. Man, I just, I, this is, this is a product of getting older is I, I just want to focus on us, right? Not trying to rub anything in anybody's faces other than Atlanta, who I will just, I, my God, have I become a guy who hates that freaking team and everything that has to do with that team. That's all. I love that. They lost Quinn Snyder's first game. Makes me so happy.
1: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I've found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week, right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and use code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number
3: one meal kit. Colin B., what's going on, Colin? First time listener, first time super chat, or long time listener, first time super chat. Learn how to read, Jonathan. Uh, sitting here pondering, is Brunson the best point guard in the East? Can't think of anyone I would rather have. Let's fucking go, Knicks. So, um, this was the, it was the funny moment on the pod today with Fred Katz where I was like, uh, I said that he answered the question about Brunson's all NBA chances. And he's like, no, I didn't. I just answered about whether he'd be all uh, the best, or he was the best point guard in the East. Um, I am with Fred in this very particular way, in this very particular point, which is that I think ultimately, if you just talk about point guards, so I'm not even talking about Donovan Mitchell in this discussion because he's not the point guard for his team. If you just talk about point guards,
4: there's only... All due respect to Tyrese
3: Halliburton who's having an outstanding year, um and yes, all due respect to Trey Young, who I, I still believe is a very good offensive basketball player somewhere in there. I think it's a two person conversation between James Harden and Jalen Brunson. Um, the name I didn't mention was Drew Holiday. I think if you gave the Bucks the chance right now, this is a this, talk about an interesting question. If you gave the Bucks the chance right now to swap Drew Holiday for Jalen Brunson. My inclination is to say that the Bronx, the bucks don't even think about it. And they're like, no, we're good with Drew Holiday because he fits what they need so perfectly. But here's what I know. I know the Knicks absolutely hang up the phone. <laughs> the Knicks hang up the phone so fast uh, and with such a swiftness that they probably break the phone. So when you factor in the just the, the plain reality that Drew Holiday has the luxury of being either the number two or the number three alongside arguably the best player in basketball. And Jalen Brunson has to do so much heavy lifting for the Knicks and he's doing it so well. I I put Brunson ahead of Drew in that in that very specific um, respect. And then him and Harden. I mean, you want to talk
4: about two um, guys who could not be more different in a lot of ways. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. I'm taking Brunson. That's me. I'm taking Brunson for what he means to my locker room, for what he means to my culture.
3: I mean, for what he means on the court. I, I James James is still capable of doing things. Very few humans are able to are capable of doing. And he say what you want about him and say everything about it. it's it's bad basketball. It's ugly basketball. This and the other thing. Man still draws fouls at an obscene rate. And that that is meaningful. Uh, I'm taking Brunson. Harry Doner. Thank you for the contribution. As always, my friend. Always appreciated. Sean Ahern. What's going on, Sean? Uh, three straight games with a double-digit lead. Never got to single digits. Favorite moment was when iHeart spoke to IQ. After the and one, Hart was wise beyond his years. I'm on board. That was a great moment. Um, Benji pointed that out during the playback, right? When um, Hart uh, was like, you should have turned the other way (laughs) because you gave the the defender a chance to get back in the play. And again, we're talking about Josh Hart. like He's a 35-year-old veteran. The dude's 27 years old, right? Um, Is it his birthday coming up? Andrew, help me out here. Looking up Josh Hart's birthday. Hold on. It's like, really, it's coming up very fast. It's in March. Josh Hart, Josh um, Hart. Uh, young, And like, he's such a veteran presence and he is beyond his years and uh, Oh yeah, March 6th. There we go. It's like in a week. Okay, great. Less than a week. Yeah, hey, Monday. So, yeah, he's going to be 28. Um, But like, that dude just He's everything you want on your team. And again, you want to talk about two guys who I never want to see play in another uniform again? Josh Hart and Manuel Quigley. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Right up there with Jalen Brunson. L. Coriano 11. 2003 04 Pistons starting lineup compared to the Knicks. I can't do that. I can't do that. totally, 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 totally different eras of basketball that Pistons team for the way basketball was played in that era. My Lord, the, they just, and, and you know what? They had enough offense to make it work between Billups, big shot, you know, Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big shot, um, rip Hamilton, great shooter. Rasheed Wallace, a guy who like, man, it's going to be such a shame because like 15, 20 years from now, maybe even already, I don't know. Fans are going to look at Rasheed Wallace and be like, oh, yeah, this guy make, what did he make, Two couple all-star teams? And, you know, never made an NBA, all-NBA team and never got an MVP vote. Rasheed Wallace, man, he he had, some, he had some issues and maybe never took the game. Not that he didn't take it as seriously as he needed to, but like, you know, maybe his head wasn't always in the right place, shall we say? Uh, that dude was as, as bad as um, MFR is there was in the league for a while. And uh, you know what, though? Talk about a comp. Randall. With Randall, it's it's a different kind of like, I got to get my mental right. She had to get his mental right <laughs> uh, in a different way. But like there's a comp. You are know, talk about guys who are supremely talented. Again, we've all watched Julius Randall over the last month. Really this whole season. Just do things that are incredible. Like that's an interesting sheet comp. So you got Billups and and Brunson, uh, Mitch and Ben Wallace. Okay, I like that. I see. I see where you're going with this, man. I appreciate this. This is good. And then Rip, though, man. Rip, I love. I love coin Graves. Rip Hamilton. That dude was a multi-time All Star. That do was good. And then uh, Prince versus R.J. Ooh. There's a comp. I like. Can we compare Prince to Hart? I like that comp better, actually. Can, uh, I, can I add one more stat that is why it's impossible
1: to compare these two teams? What? That, that team averaged 73 points a game? So you're going that same direction. How many <laughs> points did the Knicks score in the first half tonight? Uh, what did they get? 84? 81. 81. 81. Excuse me. You know how many times the Detroit Pistons failed to score 81 points in. The six games they played in the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Oh, I don't. Did anybody score over 80 in that series? They scored twice. They scored over 81 points twice. Mm -hmm. And it's the only two times that team scored over 81 points. Then game three, they won 85 to 78. In game five, they won 83 to 65. And they Earned a trip to the NBA Finals in game six at home with a 69 to 65 win over the Indiana Pacers. I knew that was, was one- basketball in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's impossible to compare the errors. You know, it was, I, I joked that like it was first to 80 or 85 in the 90s and like it was, wasn't as, Low scoring is this. This really was. If you got eighty, you you. I, I wish I could look up the the offensive rating back then. Talk about a hundred possessions. It took you two games to get to a hundred possessions.
3: The NBA's
1: uh, no, the NBA stats page will look. It let you. Up it it up. probably will, and I'll look it up. I'm just wondering, like, is there even is there even a point being like points for hundred possessions back then? Because they
3: they literally go look up if you have and you could type it in the chat and i'll read it go go look up the the defensive rating numbers in the playoffs for the 2004 playoffs that's what you should look up okay let's keep going with super chats let me tell um kevin Danishevsky thought if kemba works out do we not get brunson oh my god why 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 tonight kevin chose violence uh Yeah, overall, last year was a blessing in disguise and so worth it to get to this team. Hashtag the journey. I love the hashtag. I don't like the question. You know why? Because it's like if Kemba works out, like what? If Kemba, like if Kemba's like healthy, like are Kemba's knees, does Kemba have two functioning knees? Like does that like does him working out mean like it works out between him and Julius Randle? Because I think. The effect that Kemba's arrival had on Randall was like, that's such a loaded question. I can't even like wrap my mind around that. So I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just happy Brunson's here. Jesse M. What's going on, Jesse? RJ third wheeling has been sad to watch. I feel bad. I don't know what you mean by it's been sad to watch, like sad to watch because like you love RJ Barrett and you were convinced he was the future of the franchise and seeing him as the third wheel is like depressing because he's been relegated to the third wheel or like it's been sad to watch because like he can't quite produce in that role. Um, the latter is what bothers me. The former is something I have not spent one second thinking about this year because I never, I just, I just never viewed RJ as that sort of player. Um But uh yeah, anyway, Oh, here we go. GMAC Pistons uh, defensive rating ninety point three. Oh my god! Offensive rating ninety seven point seven, which would of course be last in the league this year. Uh, Seji or Segi, Brunson is the best Nick I've seen since Mello. Well, if you believe he's better than Julius Randall, which is certainly not unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah, he's better than... I mean, KP had a... Again, we always talk about that that three-week stretch that KP had, right? Uh, in the beginning of... What what was it? The 17-18 season? Um,
4: but
3: yeah, that's not a controversial statement. Joe Vogel, the Brunson breakout year reminds me of when James Harden went from six-man to superstar after the OKC trade. It's interesting. Hopefully this works out like that. Um... Hmm. Different sorts of players, for sure, in terms of how they go about their offense. And and don't forget, back then, Harden. Well, for one, Harden wasn't assisting like he ended up doing later in his career, right? Like D'Antoni is really the guy who turned him more into a point guard. I, I off the top of my head, I'm assuming, what did he average assists per game that first year in Houston, like six or so. Um. And the step back wasn't yet really a a thing yet. Uh, But he came out and he still like scored very effectively because I mean, the guy was the third pick in the draft and he was the third pick of the draft, a good draft. He was a big guard and he had like uh, ball skills. And uh, so like, I think there were people that always suspected it was in there, but even there Morey admits he never saw that. I wonder what Leah, I like to me, I actually,
4: like, I, I bet you Leon Rose in his
3: heart of hearts. I bet you he, I bet you he did maybe expect this or he's not shocked by this because he's known the kid since he was probably since he was born, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, done putting ceilings on Jalen Brunson, no more ceilings for the player. Greg film stuff. Thank you for the generous contribution, Greg. I can't remember the last time I've seen Knicks team. That was this together. So I read that tweet about the locker room, the vibes right now. Everyone has bought in. If you had to choose between Trey Murphy, Mikal Bridges, Miles Bridges. No, thank you. Or Kaminga to replace RJ. Who are you choosing? Well, I'm not going to choose miles bridges for reasons. I'm not. Choo- I mean, all due respect to Trey Murphy. I think Trey Murphy's had a, a nice year for, um, uh, for New Orleans. But I'm not. I'm not choosing New Orleans, right? Uh, I'm not choosing Trey Murphy. Um, I mean, the obvious answer is Mikal Bridges, but I, I I've been high on Kaminga for a while. I I don't he doesn't slide into the RJ role. Like even if there is more to uh, Kuminga than like we've seen in Golden State and like, there's a world where he turns into a different sort of player. Like what he's been for them has been like a, like an energy big who like comes off the bench and like, like that's not what it's Mikal. And I actually did think about this recently. I'm like, if you just swapped out RJ for McHale, is this team a championship contender? That's a question I asked myself recently.
4: And I don't, I don't, I don't think the answer is yes, but like, I also don't, yeah, I don't know.
3: Row one senior, long game. We are a young team. We are a young team growing and evolving. That's why I'm excited. That's why I've been patient. We've all seen the signs. We know what bad teams look like. And this team is far from it. Let's fucking go next. Well, we know they're not bad. We know this isn't smoke and mirrors. We know this isn't fool's gold. We know this isn't just going to fall apart. We know this is here to stay for the rest of this season. Um, I want to see what happens in the playoffs.
4: I do think that there is some pressure on them in the playoffs. I think the league is watching. I think star players are watching. And this is going to be... This is going to be as important an offseason as there as we've seen uh
3: because they could do nothing and if they do and, and and to be clear, doing nothing might be the might wind up being the right move it is a it is a distinct possibility I'm, I'm going to throw this into the universe right now and this is going to be the energy that I'm going to maintain from now until such time that I don't have to maintain it anymore. There is a very real possibility that the best thing this team could do this offseason is nothing as opposed to one of one or two of the moves that could be available to them, which would absolutely be the wrong moves. And I'm not going to say anything other than that, because I don't think anybody needs me to or wants me to, because I don't want to put any of those names out there. Uh, but you all know who I'm talking about. And Yeah.